Haggai chapter 1 and verse 13. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not, just look at the screen. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. I am with you. I'm just going to teach to you a little bit tonight. It's really deep. Four words that changed everything. Put your Bibles down, your phones, whatever, and lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to prepare your heart for what He's about to speak into your life tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for the promise of your word. God, I'm asking you to touch your people one more time tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. You know, we live in a problem-riddled world. You know anybody in your life that's got problems? Is there anybody in this building that's got problems? Thank you for being honest. The rest of you, I don't, we might just need to have prayer right now. Amen. Problems, problems in people's lives. They're everywhere. But I'm going to talk to you tonight about some of those folks. And I want to tell you, before I even get started here, that the gist of what I want to say to you is no matter what you're going through, No matter what test, no matter what trial, God would speak to you tonight, I am with you. Amen. A middle-aged man is having a tough time. His father and mother are both dead now, and he misses them. He's got problems with his teenage children, economic problems, and Severe shortages in all the necessities of life hit the region where he lives. And to make matters worse, it seems as if every time he accomplishes anything, someone else comes along and grabs what he's worked hard for all of his life. It's enough to make everyone want to give up, but four words change everything in his life. A young man runs away from home. He knows that one of his own family members is out to kill him. He finds himself all alone and afraid in a place where he's never been before. His future looks grim. But four words changed everything. A sincere and honest employee works hard, is honest and productive and yet has to put up with constant sexual harassment from one of the bosses. After refusing these unwanted advances day after day, this honest, hard-working employee is accused of sexual misconduct by the very person who's been guilty of the harassment. The employee is thrown in jail to serve out an unwarranted sentence. And the outlook is bleak. But four words changed everything. 
An 80-year-old man is prompted to confront the world's most powerful leader and demand freedom for his people. He doesn't want to do it. He feels weak and afraid and completely inadequate. But four words changed everything. Another man just lost his best friend and mentor and is called on to take his place. The man is filled with grief. He knows that his dead friend was the sort of man that cannot be replaced. How can he possibly handle the responsibility of it all? But four words changed everything. A young man feels like a rabbit hiding from a fox. Enemy troops occupy his country. They've been seizing everybody's food supplies. And this young man sneaks around trying to find and store food for his family. He's swamped with a feeling of worry, weakness, and worthlessness. But four words changed everything. An entire nation is just bouncing back from the ravages of war and exile that it brought upon itself. But in the midst of reconstruction, the people's priorities become mixed up. Their situations keep going downhill. They're warned that change was necessary or they'd slip right back into disaster. They're filled with the feeling of guilt and discouragement. They wonder if they truly have a future. They hope it's not too late to turn things around. Then four words changed everything. She's a young woman from a poor family. She's engaged to be married. She has modest hopes Because she has no great dowry to cause a man to want her. She's in no position to have any grand dreams. She has no reason to think she'll ever be prominent or exceptional in any way. But four words changed everything. I rise on this Wednesday night to tell you the people that I'm about to talk to you about are everyday people just like you and me. Their lives are recorded in the Word of God and I'll share that with you in a minute. But I want to tell you again that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing tomorrow, next week or next month, there are four words that will change everything in your life. God is with you. And the Bible said, if God be for us, who can be against us? I rise on this midweek to tell somebody, there's no reason to quit. There's no reason to get discouraged. There's no reason to be disheartened or depressed. Because God is with you. And when God is with you, everything's going to be all right. Come on, somebody praise Him right now. Four simple words. Each word contains only one syllable. But these four words change everything when the one who speaks these words is God. He told Haggai, tell the people, I am with you. It's a terrible time that we live in. Depression, oppression, people that are 
falling by the wayside, suicide rates that are going up every day, murders and all kinds of things going on. It feels at times as though it's helpless and hopeless, and it must be for the world. But for those of us, ah, let me say it again. I don't say this, that to in some way make us exclusive. But for those of us that can say, God is with me. We have hope. And it's greater than what this world has to offer. We have hope. It's greater than what any doctor or lawyer could say to us. We have hope that we're not alone in every circumstance. In every situation. We are not by ourselves. God is with you. James said it like this. Life is but a vapor. It's here for a moment and then it vanishes. The years are passing with supersonic speed. We sometimes wonder what our lives will really amount to. I want you to understand during this season, we need more than anything to hear and believe the four simple words of God. I am with you. When God speaks those words to our hearts, everything changes. Tell your neighbor, everything changes. Even the harshest of situations have to succumb to the promises and power of God. Those four words changed everything for a middle-aged struggler named Isaac. They changed the life of a frightened runaway named Jacob. They vindicated a wrongfully imprisoned employee named Joseph. Those four words changed everything for Moses, the timid 80-year-old. They gave strength to Joshua, the man who had to fill the shoes of Moses. And for Gideon, the scared rabbit, those four words made him a mighty man of valor. Those four simple, one-syllable words. I am with you. If you will allow them to, they will make a deciding difference in any situation. Sister Reno... When you fall and it feels like you don't know if you get up again. On a Wednesday night, you climb in a car and get behind a walker and make your way into the sanctuary to worship God because God is with you. She 
She likes to brag sometimes that she's the oldest saint of God in this church. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. When God is with you, He'll take care of you in every circumstance and every situation. Sister St. Clair, when you feel like life is leaving you and you don't know what to do, when God is with you, you get a phone call on a Sunday afternoon from a cardiologist that says, hey, it's going to be all right. Come on, somebody. Lisa, when it looks like you don't know how you're going to make it through the next day, you find your way to the house of God and the Spirit of the Lord falls on you. And God said, you're not alone. You and that boy of yours are not by yourself. I'm going to see you through. God fills LG with the Holy Ghost. And that's only the start. God's getting ready to do the miraculous. You want to know why? Because God is with you. And when God is with you, you can't lose. They changed everything for the confused and guilty nation of Israel. You see, God can even change things when you're guilty. Ah, you didn't hear me. I said, God can even change things when you don't do things right. Ah, hallelujah. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's nothing too big or nothing too small for the God that I serve. He's just as concerned about the small things in my life as he is about the great big things in my life. But it makes no difference to him. He's just trying to get you to believe. I'm with you and I won't let you fail. They changed everything for an insignificant Young lady named Mary. You see, no matter what your situation might be tonight, when the living God declares, I am with you, it changes everything. God's presence is all you need in any situation. Uh, Let me say that again. God's presence is all you need. In any situation. Well, how do I know he's there, Bishop? It's easy. The writer said in this, in Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you've got the Holy Ghost everywhere you go, he goes. And guess what? It's not just you and him. The psalmist said, the angels of the Lord shall encamp round about them that fear Him. Come on, I wish somebody shout, the Lord is with you.
your reliance on him will make you the victor. Consider with me tonight a couple of folks. I've already mentioned them to you, but we're going to look a little deeper here for just a minute. How about the man Isaac? He's in his middle years. His father Abraham. Let, let me just stop right here. Because when I begin to break these down, some of you are going to find out that you are in the exact place that some of these folks were. So just as I begin to share this with you, I, I want you to just kind of uh, fit in or slide in to where these folks are. Because when we're done, God's going to have his way. He's in his middle years. His father Abraham and his mother Sarah are dead and his heart still fills the emptiness. He loves his wife Rebecca and his sons Esau and Jacob. But there is unwanted tension in the home. Isaac tends to favor the brawny son Esau, while Rebecca prefers the brainy son Jacob. Meanwhile, a famine consumes the land, causing serious shortages. And Isaac is forced to move to another region, the land of the Philistines. In many ways, Isaac is the typical middle-aged man. His parents are gone. His family's under stress. Economic conditions cause him to move his family away from his home so he can provide sufficiently for them. There are a number of people who can, can identify with the situation. It's not an ideal situation, to say the least, but then the Lord speaks to Isaac. He promises to be with Isaac and to bless him. And soon Isaac and his family become very rich. Being immersed in envy, the people around him begin to resent his success. And his family becomes very rich. This happens not once, but three times. Isaac moves, digs a well, is forced to leave, has to start all over again three times. Can I tell somebody, it doesn't matter how many times uh, you have to start over. Just start digging uh, and just keep waiting uh, because God's about to show up. And when God is on your side, it's going to be all right. Come on, somebody. I want you to realize and understand just like he spoke to Isaac these words. He wants you to hear it tonight. I am the God. Of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid. For I am with you. And I will bless you. Hey Pentecostals of Anderson. I've come to tell you on Wednesday night. Don't be afraid. It's going to be alright. Come on. God's going to bless you. You might not feel blessed right now. But if you'll just hang in there and understand. God is with you. You're going to be blessed again because he won't turn his back on you. Don't worry, Isaac. Everything's going to be all right. Hearing those words from God, having that promise restated by the one who keeps all his promises, gives Isaac the strength to go on. He knew that he wasn't alone. He knew that in the muddle, 
God was present with him. And when a person knows that and understands that, everything is seen in a different light. Oh, listen. I know. I know you're not going to believe this. I know you're not going to believe this. But there are times when all of us have times when we want to give up. There are times when we feel like, is it really worth going on? But I hear the voice of God. I hear the voice of God saying, I'm with you. You're going to make it. Just keep your hand in my hand. Just keep holding to that unchanging hand. You're going to make it. Tell somebody close to you, you're going to make it. His name was Jacob. He's Isaac's son. He found that those same four words provided encouragement and a sense of destiny. You know Jacob. The one who connived his way to get his brother's birthright then outright stole his brother's blessing. He had to run away from his home country to escape his brother's wrath. It's while Jacob slept on a pillow of stone in a place called Certain. (laughs) You didn't hear that. I said in a place called Certain. Listen, I may not know a lot of things in this world, but I'm certain, Brother Looper, that I'm not alone right now. Ah, hallelujah. The Bible said he had a dream and he wrestled with an angel. And he hears the voice of God promising to make him a great nation. Listen, if the devil's whispering in your ear and lying to you and telling you you've done too much, you've gone too far, God will never use you. God will never open doors of blessing to you. God will never give you opportunity. You tell the devil he's a liar because there are four words in your life that will change everything. God is with you. And that frightened runaway, he hears God say, watch it now, I am with you. You can see it in Genesis 28. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. You know what God said? God said, I'm not going to leave until you see my promise fulfilled. Somebody here right now, the devil's had you on the run. Your mind is full of doubt. Through the rest of his life, through the ups and downs, through the good times and the bad, Through all his sins, through all his mistakes, through all his sorrows, Jacob knows one thing for certain. God is with him. I come to tell you tonight, if you're alone and afraid and running from something, God has sent me with a message on this Sunday night to tell you, I am with 
you. Jacob's son, Joseph, had to deal with jealous brothers. Oh, anybody had to do that? Who sold him into slavery. But according to Genesis 39 and 2, the Lord was with Joseph. And he prospered. Joseph was promoted to the top position in Potiphar's house. He was doing quite well until Mrs. Potiphar developed a crush on him. When he resisted her passes, she turned on him in the most bitter and ugly way. She accused Joseph of carnal misconduct and had him put in prison. And through it all, God was with Joseph. And gave him success in whatever he did. Maybe you're here tonight and you've been treated unjustly. Perhaps you're in a situation that seems hopeless. But I got a word for you tonight. Don't give up. Don't allow the seed of bitterness to plant its ugly likeness in your heart. It's going to be all right. Joseph refused. Watch. here's, Here's the kicker right here. Joseph refused to declare himself a helpless victim. I want you to turn to somebody right now. And I don't want you to just blow this off right here. I want you to say what I'm about to tell you. I want you to look at somebody. Find just somebody and look at them right now and tell them, you are not a victim. You are a victor. I really thought I'd do better than that. Joseph refused to be the victim. Oh, it would have been easy to throw up his hands and say, well, if this is the way things are going to turn out, I'll just do things another way. But Joseph understood, I'm not a victim here. I see something in the future. I don't know what's about to happen, but I know something's about to happen. You want to know why? Because it's not about Potiphar. It's not about Potiphar's wife. It's not about a plot against me. But it's about the God that lives in me. And if God is with me, I am destined to victory in my life. He had the same promise. That you and I have four words that made all the difference in his life. No matter what the situation, I am with you. Joseph had such an understanding of God's promise and his plan that he was willing to tell everyone who had done him wrong. Watch this. You meant it for bad. But God meant it for good. You do whatever you want to. 
But I'm telling you right now, before this is all over, I'm going to be blessed. See, some of you are even afraid to speak that kind of language because you're afraid you'll fall on your face. But I reiterate to you, if God be for us, who can be against us? You hear me right now? Devil, you do whatever you need to do, but I want you to understand before it's all said and done, you're going to be under my feet and I'm going to be walking in victory. Come on now. You talk about me all you want to. You say what you want to, but I'm telling you, when God is finished, I'm going to be on the top. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to walk in victory. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be the thing that blesses the family that turned against me. I'm going to be the one that saves their life because God is with me. I never quit praying for you, little sister. I never quit praying for you to come back to the house of God. I'm telling you, if God be for us, we got a couple more that we're waiting on, but they're coming. You hear that, devil? You do what you need to do, but I'm telling you that God is with us. And if God is with us, He's going to let us see our family saved. Listen, when God is with you, even prison can't keep you from success. And unjust actions on the part of others can't keep you from fulfilling God's plan in your life. I'm about to speak a word into everybody's life in this building right now. Forgive and go on. Wait a minute. Forgive and go on. For the Lord is with you. If mama don't go, I'm going. If daddy don't go, I'm going. If brother don't go, I, come on, I'm going. I ain't got time to have bitterness in my heart. I don't have time to harbor feelings against people that have done me wrong. That's between them and God. I've got a God that's with me. And we're going to go together. And we're going to walk streets of gold together. I'm going to worship Him forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm not going to go to hell over somebody or some feeling. I've made up my mind if God is with me, He'll take care of everything else. Come on, somebody praise Him with me right now. Knowing and understanding the power that's in the promise of those four words will change everything in the way you view life. With that liberating knowledge, you're not trapped in a victim mentality. You are free. Everybody say, I'm free. You are free to succeed no matter what your debilitating circumstances may be. 
You are the one who understands that God is on your side. And He has a plan for your life. And with the knowledge of those four words, you can overcome disappointment and hardships. You can face challenges that seem insurmountable. His name was Moses. Moses was an 80-year-old sheep herder when God told him to go and confront Pharaoh, demanding the release of the Israelite slaves. He questioned God's choice. A backwoods sheep herder with a speech impediment. But God gave Moses a sure promise. I will be with thee. Let me just tell somebody right here, right now. If God is calling you to something, he won't call you to something that he won't outfit you with what you need to get to it. And get through it. Come on, somebody. I will be with thee. But God, no Moses, no no but God's. I want you to understand I've got a job for you to do. I've got a calling for you to carry out. And I want to say this before heaven that everybody in this building has a call on your life. God is calling you to something. And Moses, don't you worry. Don't you fret when it comes time for me to show up. I will be with thee and everything is going to work out just the way I want it to. With God at his side, Moses was able to lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Listen to your bishop tonight. You, you, may, you may feel like you've been on the backside of a deserted mountain. And out of touch with society for so long that God can't use you. But that's exactly where God wanted Moses to be. And that's probably where Moses wanted to be. It was those 40 years on the backside of a mountain. Working for his father-in-law. Herding sheep. That Moses learned the patience that he would need. To lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry that I'm being a little bit personal tonight. And sorry that I'm picking on my little sister. But I'm going to tell you something. In 1972. 1972. 28. 40 years ago. Watch this now. I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. To take care of my sick, crippled daddy. And while there, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I was baptized in Jesus' name. That little gal right there. Right there. Forty years ago. I never even thought about it until just now. Forty years ago. I want you to hear me right now. That little gal right there. She was a... She was uh, nine years old. Nine years old, I think that's right. Nine years old, 40 years ago. Watch this now. The prophetess of the church laid her hand. I remember, you, you think what you want, believe what you want. I can tell you her name. I can see her face just like she was right in front of me. Her name was Sister Nathus. 
And she was a mighty prayer warrior and woman of God. And she laid her hands on my sisters. That one, 40 years ago. And she declared unto them that the calling of a prophetess was upon their lives. You watch me right here. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter how far you go. When the hand of God is upon your life, he's going to find you somewhere, somehow. And he's going to get you back to where he wants you to be. I come to tell somebody here tonight, if God is with you, it doesn't matter how weak and insecure you happen to be. If God is with you, you can do anything. Joshua, after the death of Moses, the Israelites were standing on the border of the promised land. Joshua had an enormous challenge. How could he go on without his friend and mentor? How could he possibly take the place of Moses? How could he conquer all those well-armed and fortified cities? And it's in a time of questioning that Joshua hears the unmistakable voice of God. Listen to it, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God. Ah. I want somebody to hear me right now. God wants you to know that He's going to use you in this last day. There have been those that have gone before you. They're not with you today. They're not here tonight. And there may be a hole in your heart and something missing. But God said, I won't let what they imparted to you die. I'm going to go with you and use you. To, to save a generation that they cannot reach, they cannot touch. I will use you in this 21st century to be the hands, uh, to be the voice, uh, to be the individual that will reach a generation that otherwise would have never been reached because I am with you and I will not forsake you. Brother Mark Luber, I was sitting over in that corner where I normally pray, and I looked across, and you were sitting on that wall over there, and honest before the Lord, I saw George Looper sitting in that chair on that wall. Honest, it looked it looked just like him. And I want you to understand something. That same voice that stood and testified of the goodness of God is going to continue through you. God's going to use you to reach a generation that your daddy would never be able to reach. Come on, somebody. I want you to help me praise him right now. I feel the Holy Ghost moving up in here. God is with you. In a time questioning, 
Joshua hears the unmistakable voice of God. There's somebody in this building tonight. You've had some questions in the last few days. Like Joshua, you're faced with a situation where someone you depended on is gone. I want to serve you with an abounding assurance tonight. God is with you. And he will never leave you. And when God is with you, all things are possible. Gideon faced an enormous army with just 300 men and a promise. God told Gideon in Judges chapter 6, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites together. I was reading that story today. It's rather interesting. The Bible said Gideon was a little nervous. He was hiding in the wine press. And, and God said, listen, I'll give you the Midianites or I'll send you down there with one of your friends and uh, I'll send you down there to the lines and you can see what I will do. Watch this now. The Bible said that Gideon and I forget the, the young man's name right now, but the Bible said they went down there and on the edge of where the enemy was that they heard one, a couple of the men talking. And one man was sharing a dream with the other. And he said, I saw a loaf of barley bread roll into the camp of the Midianites and it flattened their tents. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to start eating barley bread. <laughs> Brother Shaw, that's all that Gideon needed to hear. Him and his buddy turned and walked back up that mountain and he told those 300 men, the Midians have been given into our hands. Is there anybody in the building that has an enemy tonight? No. I want to meet you after church. I, I want to talk to you. How do you do that? <laughs> the enemy is given to us. I want you to understand tonight, if God is with you, the enemy is going to be given into your hands. Maybe you've doubted the promised victory. But if God says He's with you, He means it. And He'll give you the power to do what He's called you to do. Four words. I am with you. What's that mean, Bishop? It means vitality to the weary. It means courage for the fearful. It means hope for those that are at a dead end. It means comfort for the grieving and strength for the weak. And they also promise a pardon for the guilty. Israel's sin and God's promise, they fell so far into sin 
But God allowed them to be conquered by Babylon and carried off into exile. Listen to me. You can turn your back on God, but He won't turn His back on you. He may let you go through some things to get your attention again, but He'll never forsake you. Oh, let me say that again. He may let you go through some stuff if you refuse to yield to His voice, but He'll never forsake you. Amen. And He lets Israel go into the hands of Babylonian captivity. And when they were returned to their land, they worked feverishly on their personal gain, building nice homes and cultivating land, but they left God's temple in ruins. No matter how hard they worked for success, they could never get ahead. Something always went wrong. And God sends them a prophet. God sends them a man of God to tell them what the problem was. And through Haggai, the Lord condemned their selfishness and their mixed up priorities. Do you hear me tonight? Do you hear me tonight? You've got to keep your priorities right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. He told them, start working on the house of God and to start worshiping Him again or else they would continue to fail at everything they attempted. Israel heard. They realized their sin. They obeyed Haggai's message they feared the Lord. Was it all too little too late, you say? Would God forgive them and give them another chance? Hearing the questions, God prompted Haggai to send them a message. And he preaches the shortest sermon recorded in the entire Bible. I... Am with you, declares the Lord. Okay, you can go home. <laughs> I am with you, declares the Lord. I, I, I'm serious. You really don't need anything else. You don't need me to say another word. Everything you need, I just said. You have nothing to fear. I'm with you. That's all they needed to know. It meant that God had forgiven them. You remember that day when you repented of your sins? Felt so good to be clean. You got in that watery grave of baptism. There was nothing like it. You got filled with the Holy Ghost. It filled the void that was left by the cleaning out that you got in the baptismal tank. He filled you with His Spirit. 
And then some stuff happened in your life. Some things, life just happened. And there was some rebuilding that needed to happen. And the Lord said to you, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. But I just need you to get back where you need to be. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm still with you. But there's some things that you've left out that I need you to put back in. Hello, somebody. You're not praying like you used to pray. You're not fasting like you used to fast. You're not worshiping like you used to worship. You're not being faithful like you used to be faithful. You're not giving like you used to give. You're not loving like you used to love. I just need you to put those things back in. Because I've never left you. I need you to have a restored relationship with me. What are you going to do, Israel? Where are you going to go? How are you going to respond when he says, I am with you? God with us. Everything I have, everything I've shared has come from the Old Testament. But they all lead to the supreme promise and revelation. God is with us. The angel Gabriel appears to a humble peasant girl named Mary. And the first thing he says to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Look at it. Matthew chapter 1. Put it up there for me. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 22. (laughs) Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. He went through all of those Old Testament people and then he explains that through the miracle Of the Holy Ghost. She would give birth to the only begotten Son of God. And the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is God's supreme way of perpetually saying to you and I. I am with you. Change everything because Jesus changes everything. Stand with me. 
If you want to hear God telling you, I'm with you, then you need to accept the leading of His Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're going to need the Holy Ghost. Let me say that again. You can't be saved without it. Oh, preacher, I don't know about that. Well, I do. And about 150 or so folks in here do. Except a man be born again of water and the Spirit. He cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. You got to be born again, Jesus said, of water and the Spirit. Can I just help you tonight if you want God to say, I am with you? You got to let His Spirit not only be with you, but live in you. You see, when we put our faith in God, He's with us, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. The final chapter of Matthew reports that the last words, listen to it now, the last words the resurrected Christ told His disciples before He ascended into heaven. Behold, I am with thee always, even unto the end of the world. You don't need anything else but that. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it. Amen. You're going to make it. I've come with four words that'll change your life tonight. I am with you. Once you come to understand that Jesus Christ is God with us that he died to remove the sin that separated us from him that he rose from the dead to give us eternal life and that his spirit lives in us you can walk around with the assurance and the confidence hey devil you know what do what you need to do today but the lord just whispered in the other ear and he said i am with you. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I leave you with this from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee be not dismayed for I am thy God I will strengthen thee yea I will help thee yea I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness ladies and gentlemen boys and girls brothers and sisters you can face any challenge When you hear God telling you the four words that can change everything, I am with you. Would you lift your hands to the Lord and thank Him that He's with you right now? 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you and we love you. We worship you tonight. God, you're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. God bless you tonight. We love you and appreciate you.